Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Yo, it's your boy G-Money. The G-Money Takeover continues. It's episode 199, baby. So you already know, I got to go over all week five games remaining on the schedule. Uh, Thursday night football already happened. I realized, put these two together. And that way, my boy John's here for episode two hundo. So I'm going to go through that. Thursday night football, game five previews, all 15, heading into this week. The remaining starts of the week. Got to look at my starts of the week. And, you know, it's get money time. I'm going against myself. That means I'm getting this money. So you already know. Let's go. Let's get right into talking about this Thursday night football game where the Los Angeles Rams beat the Seattle Seahawks 26-17. Pretty much the main storyline here. We already know uh, Russell Wilson getting injured in this game with that finger. uh, Tried to pop it back in. Come in the next drive. Battling effort. Was able to get through that. But. He is going to miss at least a month and possibly six to eight weeks uh, with that finger injury. It's a tough blow, huge blow for the Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, This is clearly that best player, Russell Wilson, this organization. Everything runs through this man. Uh, So Geno Smith would be there in relief. Um, You know, didn't play badly. Uh, Got 10 for 17, 131 yards, got a touchdown, got that key pick late. But... Uh, with the full week, Geno Smith's been on his organization uh, for a little bit of time. So, of course, it's a huge blow for the team. DK and Locke is upside. It's going to come down slightly. I still think they will get a hard target share. Um, but the quality of the, the catchable balls will be a little lower, as well as the big play potential. Um, so, the high-end wide receiver twos, I think I still see him as that. You probably won't see. They already want uh weren't two people that were eating in the same week so now this probably definitely won't be a a, a season where they're both eating in the same week it'll probably be one uh if not the other and each week varying this week it was dk tyler lockett was close to getting those 100 yards and also a touchdown got a holding call uh that took back one also a huge pass interference call that kind of you know stifled his uh touchdown um if just Got a little head more, or you know, if the defender didn't try to save his life with a touchdown. Um, so yeah, those moments will come for Tyler Lockett. Uh, but it's looking like both these guys won't be able to eat in the same game. Um, Robert Woods, he's back 14 targets, highest on the team, 10 for Cooper Cup. Uh, looks like these, you know, this pass catching will continue to roll through these two. Uh, you love to see Robert Woods get hugely back involved, uh, back involved in a huge way. That's definitely not a word. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like those pass catching will go through those two, and definitely Higby will still be continued to use in the red zone as he was able to score a touchdown. And, you know, Darren Henderson, man. Darren Henderson continues to bring that great value as a high in RB2. Got 18 touches, 4.8 yards per carry. So, that's definitely a good look for him. Only two targets, though, so that's definitely not a good look. But yeah, one of them was able to get a touchdown. That's usually how a touchdown <laughs> tight end's day is made if you're not really those top three, top five guys. So Thursday Night Football, fun game. Uh, we'll see how things go forward with the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Um, but let's get right into these Game 5 week previews. Like Let's get right into what we're going to look ahead to. A lot of exciting games on the slate this week. Uh, let's start with... Oh, man, best part about these London games, so I got to say, is that 9.30 wake up, especially on the East Coast, uh, West Coast, that's even 
early. That's a six thirty wake up. But I'm waking up nine thirty Sunday morning, getting right into football with this Jets versus Falcons game. The Atlanta Falcons are two and a half point favorites. The over under is forty five. Uh, in this game, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the spread with the Jets, and I'm going to take the Jets to win this game. Uh, so, in this game, on the Jets side, it's pretty much, you know, Zach Wilson with this matchup definitely has some intrigue here. Uh, maybe as a, you know, late stream quarterback that you might want to add if you weren't able to get guys like Sam Darnold, Taylor Heineke. Uh, I wouldn't go reach to go get him, but if he's out there and you're still looking for a quarterback, I don't think Zach Wilson is a bad play here uh, going against his abysmal mind, uh, Atlanta Falcons defense. We saw Taylor Heineke was able to put up last week. Um, Zach Wilson coming off easily his best game of his early career. So I think he will like to keep the momentum going here. I think we'll definitely give you a QB2 week. Uh, Michael Carter, RB3 conversation with that RB2 upside in this game. Uh, he's starting to get momentum and become the lead back uh, and get most of the touches and snaps. Corey Davis has definitely started the week potential in this one. Uh, expect another 100-yard receiving day or a touchdown. Uh, he's got at least three games this season with seven targets. Um, he's been eating. Got the beautiful layup matchup against the Atlanta Falcons defense. So, yeah, definitely put Corey Davis in your lineups and with confidence. And Jameson Crowder. We'll have a solid PPR flex day. Came in instantly off that injury and had nine targets. Zach Wilson, uh, he's just a safe target that you will see. Uh, the yards per targets will be low, but if he's getting nine targets and he's going to get a high reception floor, that's great for PPR leagues. And this is a guy with a very high catch rate uh, in his career, and then especially last week. <clears throat> On the Falcon side, I'm... Back to fading out, Ryan, a little bit. I think in this game, I think it would be... I would kind of rank Zach Wilson over Matt Ryan only because the receiver injuries are tough. No Russell Gage, no Calvin Ridley. Um, definitely, though, there will be points in this game. So um, Matt Ryan will have to put up some yards, maybe possible one or two touchdowns. But if he's not getting multiple touchdowns, you know his day is not going to look very good. Uh, keep riding, though, that hot hand of Cordell Patterson. You need to. He's uber efficient right now, uh, especially without Ridley or Gage. He should definitely get a bump in snaps as well. Um, the really beneficiary of this, besides Kyle Pitts, will be Olamide Zacchaeus, the next guy on this Falcons depth chart to hopefully step up and you know help out Matt Ryan. Uh, besides Kyle Pitts, and he should benefit the most. So if you're looking for that popular late week ad and start, and make sure you do it before 9:30. Um, make sure you put these guys in those wide receivers, in those wide receiver spots, save them out the flex spots as well. Uh, it's super early morning, so you won't even know a lot of injury reports until halfway through this game uh, for the other game. So yeah, make sure you have these lineups set in their right positions. Um, so Olamide's case should get a huge bump in targets. Uh, late week ad for sure for him. Kyle Pitts, thanks for being that tight end one finish. All his peripheral stats are just looking great right now. He's a top 10 at his position in target share, top 10 in route run, air yards. The blow-up game is coming, people. Uh, definitely coming. <laughs> um, if it's not here, it will be in the next game. So I do like Kyle Pitts in this matchup. Not really trusting any of the running backs from the Falcons. Uh, no matter given the matchup, the Jets are pretty bad against the run. But just in general, these you know Mike Davis – has will probably be one of the not liking him going to the years in general. You know, as a prospect, as a player, uh, Wayne Gallman not really getting a lot of touches. So the only running back, wide receiver, player hybrid 
I want me more Cordell Patterson. Just keep playing him more. Honestly, that's what I want. So, done with that Jets-Falcons game. Let's get right into the Packers-Bangers game. Green Bay is a three-point favorite. The over-under is 50 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Green Bay to cover, and I'm going to take Green Bay to win. Aaron Rodgers, you already know, QB one season. He's got eight touchdown passes in the last three games. Um, so, let's continue to fire him up against Bengals. 19 touches in week four. He should see, I'm talking about Aaron Jones here, had 19 touches in week four. Should continue to see great productivity with another week healthier. Uh, so continue to fire up Aaron Jones as a RB1. And you already know Devontae Adams. This might be a huge blow-up game for him uh, going against his Bengals secondary. Very weak. He is going to eat all game long. This is a top five start for Devontae Adams. On the Cincinnati side, Joey B, Joe Burrow, uh, QB 17 on the year so far. Uh, I think it's a solid QB2 option in this game. Uh, probably where I would have him ranked QB 15 to 17, uh, especially with T. Higgins expecting to come back, which is you know, great news for the offense um, as a whole. Not sure how good that is for the receivers as well as a whole, though, uh, fantasy-wise. Joe Mixon, he's a truly questionable. You know, he'll practice on Saturday to determine his status. If he can't go, Samaji P. Ryan and Chris Evans definitely get a bump. P. Ryan, I think, has that higher upside being, you know, seeing that he's seeing more of the playing time uh, in the depth chart when all three of these guys are healthy. So if you're a Joe Mixon manager, hopefully you've already picked up Samaji P. Ryan. Uh, if you're not a Joe Mixon manager, maybe if you have a bench spot, get Samaji P. Ryan just in case. Uh, he could have a start and you could possibly block the manager that had Joe Mixon, especially if you're playing him. That'd be a good strategy as well. Um, Samaji P. Ryan, I think. Without Joe Mixon will be instant. I think he could be a top thirty play. I think put him consider him as a you know RB three low in RB two value. As far as the receivers, it's always the most interesting conversation every week. T Higgins being expected to return definitely will affect Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. Again, Burrow's only getting up twenty six point eight attempts per game. Not all three of the receivers will be able to hold up their upside week to week. Right now, I think Chase has the most upside with his. Big play opportunity, his connection with Joe Barrow on those go routes. Uh, so I'm confident starting Chase. You're probably starting Boyd, and if you had Higgins, you're starting him as well. But one of these guys is not going to give you this uh, top 30 day every week. Um, so with Higgins being back, implemented back in the offense off of injury, uh, usually week, week one, it was Boyd that suffered. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. Uh, it just depends on the cornerback matchup, honestly. Now, let's get on to the next matchup. Lions, Vikings, Minnesota. They are 10-point favorites. The over-under is 49.5. In this game, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Lions to cover the spread, but I'm going to take the Vikings to win. Let's not go crazy here. The Lions, Jared Goff, treatment week last week, did not come through at all. Uh, it's really hit and miss for him. So he's only in two quarterback conversations right now. Uh, until they can really get this offense together. Uh, Swift and Hawkinson, again, are always those top options to consider on his teams. Hawkinson is truly questionable coming into this game. So if he can't go, that definitely gives an extra pump to Swift. For the people that are Hawkinson managers, like me in the mini leagues, <laughs> I definitely have a lot of TJ Hawkinson. Uh, definitely keep your eye on Cameron Bray, my streamer of the week this week. Um, Max Williams. Um, he's probably out there in a lot of leagues as well. So if you have, that's probably a backup plan that you can go to at this late time in the week. 
Uh, maybe Dalton Schultz is out there, but I'm not sure at this point. He's uh, getting a lot of pop- popularity ads. So if Ha can go, expect him to continue to see high targets um, and start him up as a top five player at the tight end position, um, especially with the opportunity he's going to get. Definitely a fan though, of Khalif Raymond as the only other name I would start considering besides Swift and Hawkinson. He's averaging eight targets per game over the last two weeks, playing in 75% of the snaps, two touchdowns last week. Uh, he's starting to enter that flex conversation, so he's definitely playing deeper leagues and in DFS, so especially if Hawkinson can't go. I think that kind of bumps him up as well with the negative game script they're going to see. Uh, one of these receivers is going to be Ian, and it seems like Khalif Raymond is the, the winner right now. Uh, on the Viking side, Captain Kirk, you already know Kirk Cousins is a low-end QB1 for this matchup, going against this cake Detroit Lions defense. Hopefully it's not the abysmal offensive game that we saw last week with that Cleveland Browns-Minnesota game. Uh, I think Kirk will you know, come back and do very well this week. Dalvin Cook hasn't practiced all week. He's a game-time decision. Uh, if he's playing, you, know, you have to play him in this matchup. Detroit rush defense, we'd love to attack him all year. Um, with Cook not playing, though, Madison, instant plug-and-play RB1. Detroit is giving up 111 rushing yards per game. So definitely a layup matchup for that. As of, as far as the receivers, Jefferson, you already know wide receiver one. Dylan, wide receiver two with that wide receiver one upside. It doesn't matter who's going to get these touchdowns this week. Uh, I think both of them will be able to eat this week for sure. Let's move on to the next game. Broncos, Steelers, we're hitting them like rapid fire right now. Denver is a one-point favorite. The over-under is 39 and a half. It's nasty. I'm going to still take the under in this game. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to cover the spread, and I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to win this game. The decision really came down to who was starting at quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater uh, It's looking like he's expected to clear concussion protocol and play in this game. He's a two-quarterback league option for me. But he's just a better player than Drew Locke. Uh, I think he will be able to come in and handle this team. And the Steelers are just really not that good, especially on offense. They are so looking so business right now. Uh, I think that <laughs> another opportunity of them to throw a halfback screen on four for nine. So we'll see what happens there. Teddy Bridgewater, again, two QB league option. Melvin Gordon, he's back at practice. So him and Javante well, Williams will you know, be those low-end flex options. They'll just continue to eat up each other's value. It's been a very true 50-50 split as far as their snap percentage and their, their touches. So it's really they're capping each other until one is either out or the coaching staff see, sees one that's getting them the bulk of the touches. So they're both low-end flexes for me. Corlin Sutton, he's a low-end wide receiver too, you know, top 30 play. Uh, highest percentage of the snaps last week at 95. You'd love to see that. Pittsburgh's been vulnerable against wide receivers this season. Um, but other than week two, Sutton's yards per target has been under eight yards. We want to see that a little higher. Uh, we want to see him get down the field. We know Teddy Bridgewater is not the quarterback to really get down the field. That was probably the major concern for Cullen Sutton's upside. But I think I like Cullen Sutton this week as a low and wide receiver, too, uh, with the matchup. Noah Fant, low and tight in one, 10 targets last week, coming off his best week of the year. You want to continue to see him feed off that momentum. I think he's a Top 10 play again as well this week at tight end position. On the Steelers side, man, Najee Harris, man, he's getting amazing volume right now, especially in PPR leagues. He's a RB1 play. He's RB4 overall in PPR leagues. You want to continue to play him as such as a, a top five play in those PPR leagues and uh, half PPR leagues and standard leagues. I think he's still a great RB1 play. 
Deontay Johnson, we already know he's going to get those 10-plus targets. Because of that, he's a solid wide receiver too. Chase Claypool is on schedule to play. Uh, in that wide receiver three category, for me, um, really he needs to get going as far as getting you know those boom plays, getting down the field. But that's just a, you know, he's <laughs> playing with Big Ben right now, and it's really not good right now for Big Ben is just looking one more step away from retirement. Probably a little, <laughs> a little late for that, but uh, this is what it is right now. Juju isn't playable at this point. There's no way I can consider playing him. He got 1.38 yards per target last week. I didn't even know that was a number possible for a wide receiver. Uh, I didn't think it could get any worse. Um, we thought, <laughs> me and John made the joke about getting four yards per target, three yards per target. He had 1.38 yards per target last week. So definitely fade Juju until otherwise this offense as a whole gets better. Deontay Johnson is really the main one to look at. Let's move on to this next game. Dolphins versus Bucks. The Tampa Bay Bucks are minus 10 favorites. 10 point favorites, <laughs> excuse me. Over under is 48. This is going to be ugly. I'm taking the under, taking the Bucks to cover the spread, I'm taking the Bucks to win the game. The analysis for Miami is really easy. Not one person on this offense I'm looking at, uh, especially with one of the best rush defenses we've seen uh, both last two years uh, since they got Tybos. They've been dominating in this rush defense. There's no way I'm looking at Miles Gaskin, especially the way he's been playing, or any of the other players on this team um, to, re- to really rely on or go get and start with confidence. So let's just move on to the Bucks side. Tom Brady, low in QB1. Uh, his upside may be capped this week because it might get ugly. Brady might only have to play like three quarters, three and a half quarters. You never know. Um, but you're starting him up. Good week for definitely the running game here. Fournette is definitely favored. Miami is abysmal against the rush. Um, so, Fournette, I'm looking at a strong RB2 week. Has some RB2 upside. 20 carries last week on some good efficiency. Uh, so, I think their the team is committing to one running back. Ronald Jones did get a touchdown in that red zone. But, um, Fournette, I think, is definitely the lead back here. The passing game outlook, same as every week. Uh, all three of these guys are wide receiver two. So my AB, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I do think AB has the safest floor. He was excellent on third downs last week when they really needed him. AB, um, Tom Brady seems to look his way. Got one, two in a row deep ball targets uh, from Tom Brady in the end zone. Uh, so Tom Brady and AB really want to start connecting in a big way. Uh, and that was fresh off a week where AB had COVID and he <laughs> right back into the offense. Cameron Brate, my tight end stream of the week. Uh, I think he's being a popular ad right now just because of the fact that Gronk's not there. Uh, this is a game that's going to be heavily favored by the Bucks, So there's going to be some points by, scored by them. And, you know, Brady loves to throw to that tight end position. So definitely looks for the Bucks to dominate in this one here. Let's go on to the next game. Uh, the Saints versus Washington. New Orleans, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. This is a 43-and-a-half point over-under. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Washington football team to cover the spread, and I'm going to take the Washington football team to win the game. I, I'm a believer in Taylor Heineke. I don't know if it's that more or I'm not a believer in this New Orleans Saints. Led by famous Jameis, you know, my sleeper quarterback of the year. It hasn't been, it just hasn't been looking very, you know, connecting very well yet. Maybe it's Michael Thomas not being there in this offense. Um, maybe it's something else. But uh, they seem to only be able to get through Kamar. Taysom Hill makes, you know, one spectacular play a game, it seems like. But uh, as far as getting high points, and it's not looking 
like it's happening right now. On the Saints side, I'm a Camardo. He's a low on RB1 play. He must continue to keep an eye on, though, and it's going Kamara's target number. Uh, it's been down compared to previous seasons. Uh, he's on a 16-game pace for only 40 receptions this year. That's half his usually usual yearly production. Um, so he's still RB1 with the volume he's getting carry work, but you, you want to see Alvin Kamara. He's so special in open space. Let's give him some more targets, Champagne. Let's go. So for James Wilson, though, I mean, the the, the matchup is great. The Swashington secondary has been so bad this year. You know, there's a reason why I chose Matt Ryan um, at a quarterback that hasn't even broke you know, the top 25 in a lot of weeks to be my quarterback start of the week, and it came through. So I think Famous Jameis is in for a, a good spot here uh, for some streaming conversations, QB2 conversation. Um Marquez Callaway set up for a great day, though. Uh, who's going to be their receiver he looks for? I mean, hopefully he just throws more to Kamar and gets him more targets. But Marcus Callaway, I think, is a receiver that in deeper leagues, in desperation, if you need to add a receiver, he's a good play. On the Washington side, Taylor Heineke, you already know, also has streaming value. I think as he does every week this year, he's a QB 15 on the year. That's really good value for him coming in uh, halfway through week one. And now continuing to just play well. Dominated on the Falcons last week. Was able to get a lot of points last week. AG, Antonio Gibson, figured out that he's playing with a stress fracture in his shin. uh, Dealing with some pain. It's been a pain management thing. He's been playing through it. And he should continue to play through it uh, until we hear otherwise. He is high in RB2 for me. Um, 15 touches at his position. He's 15 at his position in touches per game at 16.8. So, He's getting the touches there. We know McKissick is still there, though, so he's got the solid flex value. He's in when it's down the stretch. Again, two-minute offense. Uh, he's going to continue to see a decent volume of targets per game, so he's, McKissick has got to continue to stay in that flex conversation. And I like his play here uh, if you want to go and do that. Terry McLaurin, you already know, scary Terry. Spooky season continues. October's here. Matchup proof wide receiver one. Especially, especially with Logan Thomas out. Logan Thomas out. Um, that's definitely a big blow to this offense. Uh, Taylor Haneke does like to target him. But those targets going to have to funnel someone else. J.D. McKissick, that will help him for sure. And most importantly, Curtis Samuel. I think this is the week where you know, you're know you going to start seeing him into that flex conversation. He's going to benefit the most from this Logan Thomas injury. So let's continue to move on. Let's get to this Eagles versus Panthers game. This will be a good one on the slate. Carolina Panthers are three-point favorites. The over-under is 46. I'm going to take the over in this game. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers to win the game. Them signing Stephon Gilmore was a definitely a huge ad for this team. Uh, they were able to you know, make it close in the end against Dallas, a good team last week. So I think Carolina continues to... Uh, Keep it going. I think this is a 10-win team we're seeing here, so they'll be able to defeat uh, below-average teams with the Eagles have been playing like last year as far as rec- this year as far as record, but their offense is hanging with a lot of teams, um, so uh, let's see how that that goes. On the Eagles side, you already know, Jalen Hurts season, that high in QB1 season continues. you got to continue to play him as such. Two straight games over 300 passing yards. He is a QB1, people. Let's continue to treat him that way. Devontae Smith, he's a solid wide receiver too. You know, great bounce back in week four. 
should continue to see close to 10 targets. Uh, so, because you know, Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball a lot more this year, uh, which is good. His completion percentage is uh, increasing, so that's good compared to last year. Kenneth Gainwell, he's the running back I want in this offense right now. Targets increasing week to week. Has a safer floor than Miles Sanders right now, especially in PPR leagues. He's a solid flex option. Miles Sanders is more of that low end flex RB, no RB three, RB four option as well. Uh, but Gainwell just has the highest op- higher upside. Um, if you can still sell Miles Sanders, uh, maybe you can get him off his name. Now would be the time. If you weren't able to, it's just hopefully you can maybe trade for Kenneth Gainwell because this is the guy you want. I mean, he's a running back getting a lot of slot snaps, getting, I mean, getting a, as a wide receiver, uh, using him in a lot of plays in the red zone. So, yeah, Kenneth Gainwell is that guy right now. Dallas Goddard, he's a tight end one. He's, he's a beast, so continue to play him as a tight end one. On the Carolina side, Sam Darnold, solid QB one this week. Again, continue to play Sam Darnold. This man has been what you need at the quarterback position. Um, he is the quarterback five right now overall. Uh, definitely the sleeper of the year at the quarterback position for sure. It's giving you extreme great values. Him and Daniel Jones have been just eating up value right now. Uh, no CMC again this week. He's doubtful. So Chubba Hubbard should have a better output this week for RB2 finish. Has a better matchup. Um, I think he'll get more involved and i think he finishes as a low in rb2 dj moore you already know his wide receiver one season continues he's a top 10 play uh, they'll continue to force the targets his way his target share has been insane this year back to fading robbie uh the game script will be more in carolina's favor it's looking like i think it'll be a trend when carolina's behind when they need to get the ball up more in the air more targets will funnel to robbie anderson but when carolina's Favorite is going a little back and forth. I think DJ Moore is definitely the play. Until we see Robbie Anderson, just do it consistently more. So, that's for that game. Let's go on to this next game. Let's get the Titans versus the Jags. The Tennessee Titans are minus four and a half point favorites. Four and a half point favorites. The over-under is 48 and a half. Titans versus Jags. Luckily, my man AJB, AJ Brown is back. That's a great sign uh, for this receiver. It's a great sign for fantasy. He's just one of the, the better receivers in this league, and you, you're hoping his breakout continues on the Tennessee side. I'm going to actually first take the under. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans to win this game. Uh, the Jags right now are just a mess right now <laughs> on and off the field. So that's not, we're not here to get into that. We're here to talk about fantasy. Ryan Tannehill, low and tight end quarterback one for me. Derrick Henry, top three RB1 play. This man is getting insane volume right, volume right now. He's on pace for easily over 400 touches, close to almost 500 touches. This is That's insane. Uh, you got to continue to play. Volume is king. King Henry just makes sense. A.J. Brown, again, expected to play. However, no Julio, so look for A.J. Brown to dominate targets and be in a smash spot here. He's also in the start of the week conversation. Got this matchup versus cornerback Tyson Campbell. He should eat this week. I know I wanted him make him start of the week when he got hurt. I thought he would have had a good game there. He's going to have a good game here as long as this man stays healthy. Excellent matchup here. So last week, without both those receivers, Julio and A.J. Brown, Jeremy McNichols and uh, Josh Reynolds, they benefited the most last week uh, because of the offense of them. Uh, I think just still see some action with Julio out. I think the probably leaning towards Josh Reynolds. Um, think 
both have flex value in deeper leagues, but both were close to 10 targets. Uh, I think Josh Reynolds had nine. McKinney, McNichols had 12. So that was great volume for them. It was a back-and-forth game against the Jets. Uh, I think this will be a little more control from the Tennessee Titans. So I think Josh Reynolds is probably a good conversation for deeper leagues to have flex value. On the Jack side, Trevor Lawrence, he's in the two-quarterback league conversation this week. I mean, this, the matchup is good. The Titans are not very good in defensive against quarterbacks. Secondary doesn't really matter. Um, they're just not a good defense, which is the reason why the Jets were able to get that win last week. So Trevor Lawrence, as far as the game, as far as fantasy, he's in that two-quarterback league combo. James Robinson, low in RB1, though, averaging, over t- I mean, averaging 20 touches over the last two weeks. Love to see that. It's crazy how he went from huge jump from week one to to week two to week three uh, and four. You know, you want to see that from the jump. There was no reason for him to not get that many targets, uh, especially with the season he had last year. Lavishka though, it's Lavishka time. No more DJ Shark. RIP to him. Hopefully he can come back better and stronger last next year. But Vishka's gonna eat. Very favorable flex in this matchup. And moving forward, I think he benefits the most from DJ Shark being out. Uh, you saw him getting involved right away after the injury. Marvin Jones has wide receiver two upside this week. Uh, both have favorable matchups versus the Tennessee secondary, as I mentioned before. So, should be an interesting game. I um, think the Titans get this win, though. On to the next matchup. Patriots versus the Texans. The Patriots are eight-point favorites. The over-under is, again, 39.5. You got some low over-unders in this one, but I'm still riding that under here. Uh, I'm taking the New England Patriots to cover the spread, and I'm going to take the New England Patriots to win the game. Really, on the pass side, actually, let me start on the Texans side because you already know what the answer is going to be. It's Brandon Cooks every time, every week. Uh, you know, had his first down week last week, but I continue to play him as a solid wide receiver too. This man has the highest target share Amongst wide receivers at 37.1% per game. Uh, so continue to play him as such because he's he's getting that volume. And I just talk my volume is king. If he's going to get these targets, even on a bad team, uh, he should give you a decent output uh, You know, in that conversation for sleeper wide receiver of the year. On the Patriots side, it's all about the running game here. The Damian Harris blow-up game is probably going to happen in this one. Houston is not great against the run at all. The Pats should be dominating this game as far as game script. Uh, it's built up for a multi-touchdown game for him. He's got uh, you know career high, season high in, in you know, routes run and targets last week. So continue to play him. He's going to be looking like the main beneficiary from James White not being in there. Brandon Bowden was continuing to be involved. So he's been an ad I've been getting uh, as a Damian Harris manager. And just for some running back depth and some bye weeks, or if, you know, Damian Harris happens to fumble the ball, you never know with these Patriots running backs um, and the leash that they have uh, on the team. J.J. Taylor came in for one play last week, fumbled the ball, is done for him. I immediately dropped him after that. You already know how Patriots are just so unforgiving against uh, players. Uh, as far as the receivers, I'm only confident in starting Jacoby Myers right now, um, especially with the, the game script happening here, as uh, Mac Jones shouldn't really be throwing the ball heavily. Uh, Jacoby Myers, though, solid wide receiver three. He's getting a 25% target share on the year. You love to see that. So I uh, think he's the, the guy in this offense that's going to continue as a pass catcher to play well. That's it for the 1 o'clock games. Let's go and the 9.30 game. Don't forget that London game again, 9.30 a.m. Let's get to these 4 o'clock games. Let's go right into the Bears versus the Raiders. 
the Raiders are five and a half point favorites. The over under is 45. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover the spread. And I'm going to take the Raiders to win the game. Uh, on the bear side, we are still in wait and see mode on Justin Fields. I think he's still stashed until Matt Nagy and his offense is, you know, figures this out. It's built more for him uh, to be more, uh, you know, built more around him. Uh, like I know Trey Lance, the offense is already built around him. Again, continuing what I said off that, that Thursday night episode pod. Got to wait and see on Justin Fields right now, um, especially if you're in two quarterback leagues. If you have that third quarterback, if it's Justin Fields, just yeah, wait and see for sure. Damian Williams, though, in a favorable matchup, spent the money to go get him. If you did, you got to start him up. Raiders are bottom 10 in the league against running backs in fantasy this year. Expect the offense to be run through Williams. Uh, so I have him as a high in RB2 with some RB1 upside. Raiders are giving up 94 rushing yards per game and one rushing touchdown. 94 rushing yards and one touch, uh, rushing touchdown per game. So great matchup here for Damian Williams uh, with the young quarterback. Let them, let's let let it roll through Damian Williams. Let's get that win. Also, in a way and see more for these receivers, I'm taking a risk on someone else uh, with a decent matchup. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, uh, Jameson Crowder. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty tough right now for Allen Robinson. Uh, and Darnell Mooney, he had a decent relax week, but it's just hard to kind of have confidence in him unless I see some consistency from this offense as a whole. So Damian Williams is the only one I'm looking at here. On the Raiders side, Derek Carr, QB 11 on the year so far, continue to be playable in all formats uh, with that QB 1 upside as his team is running a very high pace this year. This is a fact of the offense. You love it. Running 42.5 pass plays per game. That's second in the league. Uh, Carr is also top 10 in red zone pass attempts. So this is a a team that's one of those the ball that wants to get a lot of plays per game. You love to see that. You love to see that in this in uh, today's NFL. Darren Waller, top three tight end option, of course, every week as he is the monster that he is. And as far as the receivers, I'll, you gotta like them. If the cars, you gotta like Carr. Seems like a go, of course Renfro, third on Renfro, uh, the player that he is, making that special team tackle last week. Um, it's gonna get a safe PPR floor, kind of like a Jamison Crowder. I do like Henry Ruggs as well. The Bears are giving up 197 yards and almost two touchdowns a game. Two wide receivers start rugs and Renfro both up. Josh Jacobs, low in one RB1 value. Um, this game should be in the favor of the Raiders, so they'll be in good game script. Red zone time, Josh Jacobs time, he could get a touchdown. So let's keep going to the next matchup. Got the Browns. Versus the Chargers. This is a good one on paper. You know, we'll see. Los Angeles Chargers are two-point favorites. The over-under is 47. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Chargers cover spread. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Chargers are a good team. You know, me and John did have them in the AFC Championship this year. Uh, The Browns. The Browns are a good team, too, you would think. But with that offense, you know, it's up and down so far. We've realized Baker's been playing with a, a shoulder kind of managing that shoulder injury uh, for a couple of years now, um, but didn't look very good last week. Um, did remind me of the early on the last season before he got really good, uh, before he got hot. Uh, wasn't able to connect with Othell, as he, you know, seemed to say that a lot This uh, as a Cleveland Brown person. Um, Cleveland Brown, Odell Beckham Jr. But on the Brown side, Chubb and Hunt, 
Of course, they're matchup-proof RB1s. They're always the guys you just want to target in this offense. And if you have one of them, yeah, just God bless you. Just keep playing them. If you have both of them, <laughs> plug them both in and play them as RB1s. Odell Beckham, man, 26% target share. You love to see it. Very healthy number. Uh, but that catch rate, only 43.8%. That's very underwhelming. Uh, he's in that wide receiver three category for me. Uh, not excited about it, especially given the matchup. The Chargers are really good. So I think even a bump to wide receiver four category. The Chargers are really good against wide receivers. I think I will want to take a safer play right now uh, with Renfro, with Vishka, LaVishka Chanel, with Jameson Crowder uh, this week over Odell. I'm just the catch rate, the connection is not there with Baker until you, you see it. You know, he got it the week before, but you, you want to see some consistency. Um, so if you have Odell, He's really only in flex conversations, but if you have a hot wide receiver with a better matchup, I would plug and play him over Odell. On the Chargers side, Justin Herb, the Herbert, high in QB two this week. Uh, this Browns defense is good. The you know they, that's what really keeps them in games every week for sure. Uh, Miles Garrett is a monster. Uh, Austin Eckler though is a beast as well in his own way. So. Four touchdowns on the season, 17 touches per game. He's a low-end RB1 for me every week, uh, especially with his safe receiving value in PPR leagues. The receivers also have a tough matchup. Uh, but Keenan Allen, I think, is a still safe wide receiver too. Mike Williams, I have a little more concern for after last week. But because of that, I think they'll want to get him involved more. He was an absent, a non-factor last week. I think he gives you a top 30 play this week. Uh if you had to tell me Mike Williams versus like Odell, who I want to start, I think I would take Mike Williams still in this matchup. The connection he's been dominating his last week was the only off week he had has a connection with Herbert and like Odell with Baker. So I'm going to still take Mike Williams to favor rank him over above uh, Odell, even in this tough matchup. Let's move on to the Giants versus the Cowboys divisional game. The Dallas Cowboys are favored by seven a touch. The over-under is 52. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Dallas to cover the spread, and I'm going to take Dallas to win the game. Yeah, man, the Giants, you know, got that win last week. I actually used the Saints in my Survivor League as one of my entries. Had the Bills in the other one, so your boy's still alive. But, of course, when I bet on the Giants, that's when they come through. But they're not going to fool me. They're not going to reel me in uh, and, and get me excited. I'm not. A, I'm still not a believer uh, in this boring Giants offense, but continue to play Daniel Jones on on the Giants side. QB six on the season. All four games over 300 yards. Had 402 passing yards last week. Like, come on, that's crazy. Yeah, keep playing, firing up Daniel Jones uh, as a low in QB one in this matchup, um, especially because he still has the the rushing floor. I think at the end of the day, he'll you know finish QB 12 to QB 14 finish. Saquon RB one. Continue to play him. Continue to play him and continue to play him. This man is the season. Our Swaycon season is here. Uh, was able to get that game one touchdown last week. Uh, they were able to put him in space. It's so easy. Just, just do it, Jason Garrett. Just do it. No, no Sterling Shepard. No Darius Slayton. You know what that means. Give me all of Kadarius Tony as the favorite. I think to lead this team in targets. Um, you know Trey Diggs is going to be on Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is already a receiver that doesn't get separation. Trayvon Diggs is looking like the hottest corner in the league right now. I'm fading Kenny Dalladay. Evan Ingram, I think if you're desperate and you need a tight end with the opportunity and with Galladay probably being faded out this matchup, I think Evan Ingram is a play. But 
give me all of Cardarius Tony, man. I think he's a player you want. It's going to get high target number and, you know, high reception, especially in PPR leagues. So you love that for flex conversations. Cowboys, though. Dak, QB1 for sure. He's in start of the week conversation just, you know, because he's Dak and because the, it hasn't been too many blow-up games since that first couple of weeks, but I think it comes here. Zeke, RB1, it's the divisional game, so, you know, Dak's got to play out. This is the one-year anniversary, first of all, of that injury. Uh, it's going to be this game. Like, it's crazy how things just come full circle. Dak is got going to have to come through. Zeke, RB1, hilarious that people were panicking about Zeke after week one. Uh, he's an RB1, sorry. Um, so, continue to play him. That just shows how good that Bucks rush defense is. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. I think CeeDee Lamb does blow up in this game along with Dak Prescott. This is the game where he comes back, they get him more involved, and they get big plays for him. Dalton Schultz continue to play him as a tight end one, uh, creating more separation and playing time over Blake Jarwin. Uh, season high snap percentage last week at 79. Uh, he's getting used a lot <clears throat> week to week, so definitely continue to play Dalton Schultz. Uh as such, let's move on to the 49ers versus the Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are five-point favorites. The over/under is 48 and a half. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the 49ers to cover the spread, and I'm gonna take the Arizona Cardinals. But I'm gonna take the Arizona Cardinals to win the game. Uh, in this game, on the 49ers side, I'm just so excited. Actually, this might be the most exciting game to me on the slate, just as far as storylines. It might not be the best game, but like. You got Trey Lance having making his first start of the season. He's my stream of the week. Trey Area is here. Uh, Eli Menchu and Trey Sermon, they're both healthy coming into this matchup. You should see a split in backfield touches. I think Mitchell will be kind of a 1A. Trey Sermon will be 1B. Uh, both these running backs are RB3 options with some RB2 upside. Um, it just depends what caution and decides to do with the touches. No one can predict that. Uh, what he's going to do. It seemed like, well, when Eli Mitchell, beginning of the season when he was healthy, Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. So I think that's probably the best indicator of what Kyle Shanahan thinks of the depth chart. So I think Eli Mitchell will get uh, more of the carries in this one. Debo Samuel, wide receiver one, value in this cake matchup versus the Arizona Cardinals. Continue to start Debo Samuel as a wide receiver one. George Kittle, he's doubtful. And again, it just keeps calling you. Know, that just, guy you just keeps calling my name, man. I mean, I I probably won't pull the trigger on him in leagues, but I think he's a play. Uh, you know, it's hard to kind <clears> of <throat> with all the recency bias. Um, but if you want to go play him, I think the matchup is great right now. The target should come his way with no George Kittle, uh, and it's pretty interesting. You know, I want to see how he is with Trey Lance. I think this is his last opportunity. Before he enters that snip step conversation, which is unfortunate because this is Brandon Ayuk. This is a guy uh, who you know, dominated a lot of targets last year. But, you know, we, we're trying to win games here and we can't have dead weight on our team. So on the Cardinals side, it's pretty easy. Kyler Murray, QB1, Chase Edmonds. He's a mid, mid RB2. D Hop, you already know you're playing him as a wide receiver one. Uh, and AJ Green, solid wide receiver three. Uh, I'll even take his matchup over Odell's, uh, especially just him finding the deep ball with Kyler Murray. I just like a lot of receivers over Odell this week. It's just kind of the barometer I'm putting in right now. And James Conner, man, touchdown dependent. Again, RB3, 
uh, it's tough to you know keep having him on your bench because you don't know when it's going to happen. But it has happened the touchdowns in the last two games. So uh, you know if you're going to continue to roll with him. You know, put him in the lineup. And I think there'll be a lot of points scored in this game. I have the over, so I think he gets a, a red zone opportunities, and you you want that. You want goal line opportunities for any running back. Let's move on to probably the best game on paper. Ooh, oh man, Bills versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. The over under is fifty six and a half. This is going to be a Sunday night thriller. I'm taking over at 56 and a half. I'm still taking over. Give me all of that. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover the spread. I'm going to take Kansas City to win. This is an AFC championship matchup rematch. So, it's going to be a yeah, thriller, man. NBC, they always get these great games. Uh, on the Bills side, you're starting everyone. Josh Allen, Zach Moss has RB2 upside. He's getting great volume right now as, as far as relative to you know what he was as a healthy scratch in week one. He's kind of taking the, the mantle on between him and Devin Singletary. Stephon Diggs, the blow-up game is here. I mean, he, he played well last week, got you a top-20 finish, but he's just going to keep destroying this week. An amazing matchup against this Kansas City Chiefs off uh, defense. Cole Beasley is back in play. Dawson Knox is even in play for another uh, great day. And on the Chiefs side, Patty, you already know, Pat Mahomes, you're starting him up. This is probably the easiest game to analyze. Clyde has RB2 upside. Uh, I think kind of in that Zach Moss conversation a little higher. His you know, yards per carry have been good, um, getting more carries. But I think it's just going to be a, a lot of throws in this game. So low in RB2 for Clyde. Tyreek Hill, of course, top three play. Travis Kelsey, Bunga Mouse back, top three player at the tight end position. There's no way they don't use him in this game. They need him to if they're going to overcome the Bills. The Bills have been smacking around opponents all year so far after that week one. Uh, so this is going to be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, you know, Patty gets it done, though. You already know, closet, closet Chiefs fan over here. Uh, so on to the last matchup, Monday Night Football, the Colts versus the Ravens. Baltimore are Seven-point favorites. The over-under is 46. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to cover. And I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to win this game. The Colts just have not looked good this year. Um, <clears throat> you know, we were took the win last week you know, against a, a inferior team in Miami. But on the Colts side, I'm only really trusting JT. Um seems like Naeem Hines' season has been up and down, up and down. If that's the case, then this is the week that they do use him. But it makes sense because against Miami, they were up. Positive game script for them. They're not going to really be using Naeem Hines. But in this game against Baltimore, should be a little more competitive. But the Colts will be down. The Ravens should be handling this this team. And that's when they use Naeem Hines. When they use him in pass-catching situations, too many drills when they have to speed up the offense. And him for, to get some reception. So I think Naheem Hines is back in play as an RB3. Flex for PPR leagues. And JT, I'm playing. I'm very, very scared of Michael Pittman right now. He has just the matchup against this Baltimore Ravens defense. Uh, and it's not like he's getting insane volume uh, as far as t- uh, you know targets. He's definitely the dog on the team. He's, gonna be, he's got 23 receptions on the year. You love to see that. But... I'm kind of fading him for more favorable matchup. If you're if you're good at wide receiver, if you're stacked the wide receiver, uh, try to 
go to the the other way. If you're not, then you got to play Mike, Michael Pittman because he's he's the the lead in this offense as the receiver. Um, but I see him more as a 25 to 30 play, low end wide receiver two, barely making that top 30. Um, <clears throat> and with that going on the Ravens side, Lamar Jackson, you already know you continue to play him, uh, just carrying this team, leading this team in rushing yards and passing yards. He's everything on this team. Uh, just improving as a passer every week, every year. It's love to see it. Was able to connect with Marquis Brown. Not he didn't get that Hollywood. Yet. I need to see some consistency, more of it. Uh, got the, the deep touchdowns connection with him. Made an amazing catch. Uh, making up for those drops. You you love to see people bounce back. So. Good, good stuff for Marquise Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. You're also starting him as a top five tight end, top ten tight end in this matchup. Uh, and yeah, we'll see if Bateman, Bateman. You already know that's coming. Uh, is going to be able to come back uh, and be activated off that IR. So we'll see his status. I have him in a couple of leagues. Um, if he's activated, definitely a stash play still at this point. But I will be interested to see his usage and because you know the Ravens want to be able to, to throw the ball more. Lamar Jackson is better as a passer. Why not continue to use him? Um, so that's it for those 15 games of week five. The remaining 15 uh, oh, should be a great week. But let's get right into money time. Not get money. Money time. Starts of the week. And at the QB position, my start of the week is going to be Dak Prescott, you already know, going against this Giants team. Divisional game, first of all. Dak Prescott, one-year anniversary. This is like a hard pick, and just in general, he's been still playing well. A 10 touchdown to 2 interception ratio this year. He's been playing lights out. I think this is going to be a you know slightly back and forth in the beginning, and the Cowboys would you know, con- continue to sp- spread it out throughout the game, but Dak Prescott is going to eat against this Giants defense. At my running back position, kind of hinted toward toward it before, Damian Harris getting great volume, getting more target volume, going against this Houston defense, a game where the Patriots should be up heavily with a run game they were rely on heavily. Damian Harris is going to eat against this Houston Texans defense. He's my start of the week at the running back position. For wide receiver, Ooh, it's a lot of options this week. It's a really a lot of options, but I got to go with Stephon Diggs going against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, again, we told him to buy low before week four. He did well, uh, and I think he's even going to do better this week. Uh, this man is going to continue to eat uh, at the, the position, uh, wide receiver position against this cake, Kansas City secondary. And at the tight end position, my tight end start of the week, I'm going to go with, again, continue to attack that Bill Chiefs game. Dawson Knox. First of all, Dawson Knox is the, let me look this up real quick. This man, Dawson Knox, is a top 10 tight end play on the year so far. I think he's even top five on the year. In standard leagues, he's the tight end four. In PPR leagues, he's a tight end six. So continue to play Dawson Knox uh, as a tight end one in this matchup. Great matchup versus the Kansas City Chiefs. 56 and a half over under. I'm taking the over. Don't be surprised if Dawson Knox scores another touchdown. Actually, I'm calling that. Give me Dawson Knox for another touchdown. Those are my starts of the week. Again, Dak Prescott versus the Giants. Damian Harris versus Houston. Stephon Diggs versus Kansas City for the Bills. And then another Bills tied in love. Dawson Knox versus Kansas City. Bills Mafia stand up. 
got that money time. So now let's get to get money time. We're going to talk about my FanDuel lineup. Hmm. I was able to make it last night. You know, went through it long and hard. But I think this is where it's going to be. This is this is the play right here. I got you right here. So let's let's get right into it and <laughs> get money time at my quarterback position. I'm taking Trey Lance for 6,900. Great value. My quarterback stream of the week going against Arizona. At the running back position, I'm going to take Alvin Kamara at 8,600. Going against Washington football team, they're going to continue to run through him. Uh, I love the the carries number he's getting. Again, Sean Payne calling you out. Get this man more targets. Got to go with Damian Harris as my running back start of the week uh, at 6,500. Amazing value for that he's going to get with this cake matchup that he's going to be able to get. Start him up as my wide receiver one. I got Devontae Adams at 8,200. Going against Cincinnati, he's got, oh, man, Devontae Adams is going to blow up. If it wasn't for the fact that, you know, it's just an obvious thing, I would have picked Devontae Adams at the start of the week, but continue to ride Devontae Adams. A.J. Brown, I'm going to take him as well at my second wide receiver spot at 6,900. This is great value for him. Coming off the injury, having a little down year, he's going to blow up in this game again. CeeDee Lamb, I'm taking as my third wide receiver at 6,900. A lot of cheap prices here, but these these wide receivers are big names going against this Giants defense. Uh, shouldn't see a lot of Bradbury. Bradbury will be on Amari Cooper, but Bradbury hasn't been as dominant as he has been last year. So either way, you're starting up CeeDee Lamb for a bounce-back game. At the tight end position, I'm taking Cameron Brait. He's $5,000 on that salary. Uh, he's able to afford some of these big names I got. Um, so continue to play him, You know, slide him in as that Gronk replacement. Got a good number of targets last week going against Miami Dolphins defense. At my flex, woo, this is probably one of the best value plays of the week. 5,800 for my man Damian Williams. Potential three-back role, potential 15 to 20 touches for a guy that's 5,800. Sign me up every day against the Las Vegas Raiders. And for my defense, has some money to, to spend, so I'm going to take the New England Patriots. I'm going to take that Damian Harris Patriots stack <laughs> going against the Houston Texans. 5,000. They should give you a lot of points in this one. Um, so that's my lineup. Continue. I'm about to repeat it again. Trey Lance at the quarterback position at 6,900. Alvin Kamara I have at my, my RB1 at 8,600. Damian Harris, my RB2 at 6,500. Devontae Adams, 8,200 in that wide receiver one slot. A.J. Brown, my wide receiver two at that uh, second wide receiver spot, 6,900. CeeDee Lamb, also valued at 6,900 at my wide receiver three spot. Cameron Brait, 5,000 at the tight end position. Damian Williams, 5,800 in my flex spot. And the New England Patriots going against the Houston Texans as my defense at 5,000. That was get money. I told you about money time and starts of the week. Told you about all the week 15 previews. I'm ready myself. Hopefully, I made the people ready. Uh, we'll be back for episode 200 on the week five recap. Oh, man, it's going to be a special time. This is episode 199, and your boy, G Money Takeover, was here. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Week five, let's go. We out.